Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Sports Radio 610 presents... The Drive with Sterner and Hughley. With the biggest stories of the day, it's the Big Three at Three. Number one. All right, number one, I want to jump, before we get to this overall NFL news, some NFL news that just dropped that could potentially affect the, uh, the Houston Texans, and that is the Miami Dolphins. They have informed cornerback Xavier Howard uh, was thought to be one of the best corners in football not that long ago, uh, that they'll release him at the start of the league year. Uh, sources tell Mike Garofalo and Peter Schrager, the four-time Pro Bowl selection is expected to have significant interest on the market. He is 30 years old. He'll be 31 July 4th. Uh, he was a Pro Bowler two years ago, a first-team All-Pro in 2020. And I say this because the Texans – uh, their second corner is a free agent right now, Steven Nelson. There's been a little bit on the news with him as well about potentially them moving on from him, and they could do a lot of different things. And I think whenever we see a player like a Xavier Howard, and I've seen this on the text line and on YouTube and Twitch, should the uh, should the Texans go after him? Clint, for me, I got I, right now the way that Xavier Howard has played, especially last year, and I look at his age, like I. Like, real talk, I think he feels like more of a name right now than than actually as good as we remember him being. I, I Right now, I would think that Steven Nelson has played better than he has over the last couple of years right now. And I just think Xavier Howard was an all-pro, so that name kind of carries weight. So, for me, I, I think they can probably do better, especially for the price that he potentially may come with. Yeah, look, I mean, Xavier Howard had the monster year twenty in 2020 with 2020, the double-digit yep. interception season. And um, I'll be honest with you, I haven't watched enough Miami defense, you know, in, in a vacuum to know, you know, where Xavier Howard sits as in terms of what he can do. Now, do I think he could be a, uh, a number two corner opposite Derek Stingley? Absolutely. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know what kind of fit he is here. Uh, I don't know, you know, what kind of player he is in terms of who Nick Casario and D'Amico Ryan want in here, and I would be, I would be very hesitant to bring in uh, somebody that you had any kind of. And I'm not saying they do. I'm saying if they did, have any kind of question marks, whether it be health or it be, um, you know, character or anything like that, in, in terms of adding guys to this locker room. Again, I, I damn sure wouldn't take chances with my second my number two corner um if if he fits in what D'Amico 
wants from a culture perspective, from a corner perspective, from a scheme perspective, then I then, then Xavier Howard opposite Derek Stingley sounds good to me. I'm in based on what I know. I, I haven't watched a, a hell of a lot of them. So yeah, and uh, DJ Bienemy who uh, who covers the Texans for ESPN just uh, just tweeted out 54 seconds ago from people I trust. Uh, Xavier Howard has interest in joining the Texans. He is from Houston, um, and uh, we don't know. He said doesn't know the interest from the Texans side of it, but Xavier Howard, from his sources and people he trusts, uh, would have interest in coming here, being that he is a Houston native. So uh, that is what you th- do. You think Stephen Nelson's going to be here next year? Because that's that that's that that's the thought. Like that, I think if Zav- if Stephen Nelson's here next year, I think the Xavier Howard thing is 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 well. Look, I, well, I, well, I think if you got Xavier Howard level guys available, and and the the money is is makes sense. And I'm not saying it makes sense relative to Stephen Nelson, but it makes sense in in the caliber player he is still today, and and what the Texans want to pay. Then then I, I could see them moving on from from. Uh, Steven Nelson. From Steven Nelson. Look, I we, we made a big deal about the Steven Nelson, Nick Casario thing last year, which I think rightfully so. I mean, anytime you call out a, a, the general manager for a team that's that you're a, a second tier player on, it's that's not that's a bad look. I can understand where D'Amico Ryan's and 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 Nick Casario were in a spot where maybe they had to give him a little bit more money, maybe they had to re up him, maybe they needed to keep him around uh, because he was the best option and they were thin at that position, whatever it may be. This is the time where if Nick Casario harbors any any ill will or ill <laughs> feelings on. towards Steve, uh, Stephen Nelson, this is when you when you just move on from him. And so, I, look, I've heard a podcast where Stephen Nelson, his podcast, I think it was, where Stephen Nelson's out there, you know, explaining it and talking about it, bringing it back up again and again. That that's not a big deal, but why? Like, why would you why would you want to bring that back up when you're a free agent? And, and discuss in any way, shape, or form um, the comments that you made. And, and, and that's just that's just a bad look. So it wouldn't surprise me at all if, if D'Amico and, and and Nick said, no, nah, we're going to move on in a different direction. Yeah. I do believe that there are, there are plenty Stephen Nelson caliber corners to put opposite um, Derek Stingley. Now it's it's a gamble because I, I do believe you know at least from a player perspective you you know what you're getting from Stephen Nelson. Yeah, um, and you and also the the injury impact still is something as a question with Derek Stingley, right? Oh and, yeah, and, you know, yeah. And, and and knowing exactly what you have is is you know exactly what you have with with, yeah. with Stephen Nelson and what he the, can. the thing with the thing with these guys, especially the corner position, and that's because that's where it's where this has happened like it's hard for me to make sense of like or not make sense but it's hard for me to kind of grasp okay what is it D'Amico's looking for um what kind of method you look at the Des King situation letting him go and bringing him back and then him being an impact player down the stretch um you look at the situation what what, what was the corner that they had in camp they were three deep Shaq Griffin yeah Shaq Griffin They, they they let him go and it was oh we felt like it was the right thing to do for the player to let him go you know get a new start somewhere else like all of that stuff is Makes it very difficult for me to put my finger on exactly who and what and and why, you know the 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 method to the madness in the secondary. Really, outside of Derek Sting, uh, Derek Stingley, I mean that that's obviously a known. Everybody else is at this point. Who knows what they're going to do? Yeah, yeah. So that is uh, 
That is the latest. Uh, if you missed it, Dolphins, they've informed cornerback Xavier Howard, former All-Pro and at four-time Pro Bowler, uh, that he is uh, that he is going to be released. A four-time Pro Bowler is expected to have a significant uh, market. And according to DJ Bienemy, uh people that he trusts believe that there is interest from Xavier Howard to come to Houston. He is a Houston native. I didn't so. know. I didn't realize he's from here. Yeah, look, I mean that that is that is what a high school, especially for for kids that for Houston kids like that grew up here to come back and play for the Texans would be absolutely huge. On top of that. I mean, I, I think anybody in the NFL, if they're honest with you, Houston and living in Houston um, and, and having the opportunity to play in Houston um, is, I would say, a top. And I'm just talking about the city. I'm talking about the the, the, the quality of life. I'm talking about the, the vibe of the city. I mean, I bet you Houston's in the top three or four in the, in the, Wheatley. In the NFL. Wheatley High School. I ain't got Wheat, Wheatley, Texas. Is that in Wheatley, Texas? Uh, uh, no, it says uh, Fifth Ward area of Houston, Texas. He attended. And so that's played right. That's literally right Wheatley. here. Yeah, Wheatley that's right High here in the city. Uh, in the city, teammates with fellow NFL cornerback William Jackson the third. I didn't know Wheatley. Wheatley, I, I ain't got, got Wheatley. Tyler. I ain't got Wheatley High School, and they they got two corners that played together in, in the <laughs> NFL right now. Damn. <laughs> ain't got that one. Out. Yeah, Xavier Howard. So he is. Uh, he is on the. Uh, he is on the. Uh, he's on the block. Big three and three, number two. All right, um, this is uh, this is news uh, out of the NFL, Clint. We see this a lot, but this is a this is even a bigger jump uh, with things. The NFL has announced that the uh, salary cap for 2024 will be 255.4 million per club. This is an unprecedented 30 million dollar increase per club in this year's salary cap, and it is a result of a full repayment of all amounts advanced by the clubs and deferred by players during the COVID pandemic, as well as extraordinary increase in media revenue in 2024. So uh, this thing is going up $30 million and went even, even more of a reason of why the Texans should really get aggressive. And I am certain there are running backs across this league thinking, "All right, man, this damn thing is going up. This <laughs> Boy, damn thing is going up thirty million dollars, yeah. and we still, yeah. and we still not go get paid." But right now, man, even more, even more salary cap space uh, for all of the teams. And um, and when, when you're a team like the Texans, who uh, anywhere from I don't know, man, it's weird. Anywhere from third to fifth most amount of money to spend, um, even more reason uh, to potentially get aggressive out there at this time. With players, out. hell of a time to be in the league, boys. I mean, them minimums. I don't know exactly what they are right now, it. but woo! Oh yeah, I mean, you got more practice squad players. I don't, I don't, I don't remember what rule they they settled on after COVID, but you've got more practice squad players. So you got a handful of guys that would literally be on the streets making nothing, and that practice squad money is really, really good right now. Um, and and obviously the the rookie minimum, second year player minimum, third year player vet minimum. I mean, these these minimums are are absolutely ridiculous right now so good 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 for these boys man get get that money good time to be a pro athlete that's for damn sure there's plenty to go around yeah they're going around with it but uh but yeah it, to me even more hopefully the texans use this yeah this to really to really be able to to go out and get guys obviously I'd like it, to see it's the, for everybody I mean, we'll, we'll see it uh 
I'm, I'm sure we'll see the adjustments of what what it means just to a dollar amount for each team, and the Texans will be near the top, obviously, because everybody's getting the same amount, I believe. But yeah. Um, it will be interesting to see what that does, what what that does for the Texans specifically, and what the floor would would move yeah. to, the floor of what mm. you have to of what you have to spend. So, thirty million up uh, uh, in this uh, in the new salary cap. It goes up every year, but this is this is a really really high jump for the NFL, and uh, should do nothing but help the Texans right now when they are in the spot they're in. Big three at three, number three. All right, uh, baseball is getting going. The Astros, uh, we're seeing teams getting started right now as we got the Dodgers and the Padres on TV right now and uh, and, and guys started playing. Uh, and the Astros, they get started in the Grapefruit League tomorrow uh, and um, their manager in front of that, uh, Joe Espada, has some updates on some pitchers out here and he speaks about um, Justin Verlander and France who have had some injuries. This is him first on JP France, uh, who didn't finish the year last year, had some had uh, some sort of it seemed like a, a family situation that that left him out uh, the playoff roster and had an injury with his shoulder coming into training camp or to spring training. Excuse me. Uh, not many pitches, but he got up there and just kind of threw a, a few pitches and he played catch today and he he felt he felt he felt good. All right, that's J.P. France. And J.P. France uh, was a savior uh, at times for this team uh, in the middle, in the second half of the season. When you had Framber and you had Christian Javier kind of go off a cliff, J.P. France was kind of steady right there in the middle. And I'm looking at it, Clint. It feels like to me, if this thing goes right the, the way you hope it does, where does J.P. France fit? <laughs> that's why if it goes right because if it go- your hope is Verlander Framber Javier to me Hunter Brown and at some point you hope Lance gets into that rotation yeah. but yeah. you know there's Urquidy there's you know Garcia eventually. Garcia eventually but I mean maybe if it goes right he's in the five spot you know or, or whatever well, if it's a six man rotation obviously he's in it I think yeah. if it's a five man rotation you you look it's it's got to be between him and Urquidy right at that point in time um and the fact that he's even made that a conversation because I do think Urquidy during regular season is a really solid quality fifth starter in, in a rotation and so JP France has pitched well enough over a good stretch last year to say hey man is is it JP France is he your sixth guy or 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 is he your fifth guy um that's that's the surplus of pitching in Houston um, is going to be very very interesting, and, and it's not just because well they could move one and bring in some other pieces. That that's that's one part of it. You get closer to the trade deadline, you know. I do think they're going to have a surplus of arms and, and could potentially move one. Also for the Astros moving forward, I mean, you know, which, which one of these guys are or how many of them really? I mean, how many of these guys end up in the bullpen as long relief? Right, Christian Javier is no longer going to be that guy. Um, I mean, you you lost you lost some key pieces. Although they weren't they weren't longer relievers, um, you lost some some key pieces. You need that guy in the bullpen right now, uh, or you need multiple guys in the bullpen right now that I, I think in a pinch could give you six outs, right? Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, who, that who, is that, his, who is that going to be? He could be the long, you know, long relief guy. Yeah. Which to me, to me, him Garcia. Sam, that's crazy to think of where he was last year that, that he could potentially. Yeah. Well, to to me, it's 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 him, Garcia. Uh, obviously, Belak is going to be in that mix. Um, 
because I look at I look at Hunter Brown and Christian Javier and guys that that have played that over the last couple of years have kind of played back and forth with that starter to long relief role. I mean, those guys have legit starter stuff. I mean, it's, the plan for them does not shift whatsoever. You've got three or four starters in this rotation at the bottom of it that, I mean, you could shift gears with them all year long. And it could be any of them. Belak, J.P. France, Luis Garcia, Jose Urquidy. I mean, you've got you got four or five guys where you could go, hey, man, we're you know we going to start you in the pin long relief roll. And if you get in trouble, hey, we're going we're gonna to bump you up to be obviously a fifth or sixth starter. So, um, lucky to have the surplus that we have. It's going to be, I think it's going to be fascinating down the stretch on fo- on multiple fronts of what what um, Dana Brown does with with those arms. Yeah, a spot also on his ace right now, Justin Verlander, and his status coming off that shoulder issue he had at the start of spring training. You know, JV is going to let us know when he's when he's getting close to light BPs. But I thought his side yesterday went well. He woke up today feeling really good. Um, so I am encouraged for where he's at right now. Good. Boy, if, if you're Joe's father, right? I mean, think about it. You wake up. Most of us wake up in the morning. You get prepared for your day. You look at your schedule, your itinerary, what you got. He he's got to wake up every morning and have Justin Verlander on speed dial. All right, how you feel this how you morning, feeling? bro? He gonna hey, tell us. You, you threw yesterday. Look at it. How you feel? And he's got to have his fingers crossed, right? Of like, please tell me there ain't no swelling. Please tell me there ain't no soreness. Please tell me you you feel good, man. Because the way way Justin spoke about it initially and then threw off the mound the very next day was really really something. Yeah, man, I don't know. And not feeling too good, the shoulder. Not feeling too good. I don't know, but I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I'm going to be behind in a couple of weeks. And then he's throwing off the mound the next day. So, yeah, that's interesting. All right. um, Listen, as I said, man, I, I think this is something we have got to pump the brakes on. I know he is special and a savior, but we've got to pump the brakes on this with CJ. We'll discuss that next. Sports Radio 610 presents The Drive with Sterner and Hughley. All right, welcome back in uh, to uh, The Drive as we keep rolling through on this Friday. And listen, I we talked about it yesterday, man. CJ had an impressive, beyond impressive season. It may have been the best rookie quarterback season we've seen uh maybe ever in a long time Probably, i know i know legit rookie the best i've seen are we gonna get your flowers um but with that being said clinton this does kind of go back to kind of some of the big conversations that this offseason has taken on and will take on is i, I don't know about you clint but i i, I think we got to pump the brakes a bit on believing that CJ can really just handle any, like turn anybody into and work with and make anybody work and make anything work. And the theory of like, no, maybe we don't need some of these names that we've thrown out because CJ can make, as you said, I can't get Curtis Samuels out of my head now. Can Can make the Curtis Samuel better. Can make the one people who keep asking why don't why doesn't Clint like um what's my man from Buffalo? Uh Gabe Davis. Gabe Davis can turn the Gabe Davises up. Listen, I think CJ appears what I call him a fixer. CJ did everything to show in year one someone you would think would fill that role. But one, I don't know how many quarterbacks. I don't know any any of the top quarterbacks in the league got at least somebody. 
that is a legit, without a doubt, dev, uh, difference maker, and one that you would probably think is a difference maker with any quarterback for the most part, right? And then especially when you look at who he is going to be going up against, he's got to have a dude at least. Yeah. And I, I, I think we're. I think seventeen games to me is definitely way too early to look at and say. Now that dude can just make anything work each year. So that I, I, I agree. I agree one hundred percent with you. It, it is a. It is while it was great to think that these guys are going to go out there and duplicate it. To think that Bobby Slowick is going to be um, and 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 uh, C.J. Stroud are, are going to uh, always have answers and always find the weakness and always be right. I mean, they were right at a at a. a a tremendous rate last year. Um, I, I'm I'm very very hesitant to believe that they can duplicate that season, because um, uh, because again I know people get frustrated when are are mad and think I'm dis I'm not disrespecting anybody, but when you look at how Nico Collins went for thir- damn near 1,300 yards, there was a lot of catch and run. It's not always going to be that easy for Nico to catch underneath the route. Yeah, I mean, I mean, look, and, and he did, look, he did a tremendous job. He, he, he I, I've said it before. He ran great routes. He got great hands. He running like there was a ton of, hey, Nico is wide ass open. Get the ball to him. I mean, the deep post that he caught for the touchdown to start the Cleveland was it Cleveland. Was it the Cleveland yeah. game? I mean, ninety percent of receivers in the league can catch that one. I mean, he's he's wide ass open or running the Colt out. game. The Colt was, game, right? The Whichever one was the first game of the first game of the damn first play of the game. Yeah, yeah. Right. Pulse, I mean, yeah. he's running butt naked. Like a huge chunk of what Nico did was was very very easy. And while I think with Bobby, CJ, Nico, Tank, there's a good chunk of it's going to come easy. It's going to appear effortless. They're that good, but it, it's I don't think it's going to be as easy for 19, 20 games the way that it was this year, well, with the exception of the Ravens game, obviously, and a couple of other games along the way where it was difficult. But I just think it's going to get exponentially more difficult. And, and yes, to your point, I do I do agree with you. I believe that that while we can sit here and have a conversation of CJ's going to make guys around him better, CJ's going to understand I'm getting heated up. Where are my answers? Let me get the football out. He's not going to put his O-line in a bad spot. Very rarely is he going to hang the, the wide receivers out to drive. Very rarely is he going to miss a hot route. But the thought that, man, he can just make like, chicken like, salad out of chicken mess. Like, hey, nah, let's look man, at I, it. Let's throw everything at the defense, our resources at the defense, because we got CJ. I, 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 think, that's, yeah. I, I think that's a little unfair. And we hadn't seen enough of that. Someone texted and said the Chiefs don't. No, they have Travis Kelsey. And I mean, if you just watch the playoffs, let's, I mean, let's let, let even, even with the chiefs, you thought, well, maybe, maybe Travis, no, they got like, he's a difference maker that changes the game that, that brings coverage towards him that helps him and others. Yeah. They, well, they, they have Travis Kelsey. They have, if you look at play design and, and timing of play calling and feel of the game, they got the best play caller we've ever seen uh, in, in, in the NFL in Andy Reid. Um, when you look at the wide range of what of what Kansas City's offense could throw at a defense, it's it's twice, three times what the Texans had in their in their playbook, which makes sense because the, the, you got a rookie quarterback going. Um, Pat, what Pat Mahomes has done the last two years uh, in terms of winning without you know really 
anything other than Travis Kelsey, if we're being honest. I mean, I know guys were good outside and guys were complimentary pieces and guys have emerged. I get it. But he really did do do more with less. But to me to look at that and go, well, we can do that, that that's a bad like that's that's a bad point. It's bad. But it but he but he at least has Kelsey though. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like he, he he at least and now someone someone text in, but how come you don't believe Nico is that guy or Tank's that guy? Listen, they very well may be. But it, it's to me the same exact thing we're talking about with best, CJ. But the we're same talking about the thing, best tight end we've ever seen play the game, and the best quarterback we've ever yes. seen, and the best play caller we've ever seen play yeah, the game. Yeah, but I, I'm just saying when they're saying, how come we don't look at Nico and Tank as potentially being what you're talking about, what I'm yeah, talking about? Yeah, yeah. And I would just say they could be. But just like right now with CJ, I don't think I've, for me, I've had enough of a sample size to make me feel like that Nico is on. Is in the class of what we're talking about, yeah. And that tank is in the class of what we're talking about. They very well may be, but you know, I don't, I don't think just like to me, Rasheed Rice maybe, but I don't think, I don't think he is. Pacheco maybe, maybe, but I don't, you know, I don't think he is. And I mean, and obviously there are other teams yeah. that that you could do yeah. that with. Jamar Gibbs maybe, I don't, you know, you know, it's not a a complete Agreed. guarantee. Got to have more. Now hell, Nico comes out and does it again. Then, then you're like, okay, now he potentially has one of those guys. But for me, it's just like, hey, man, just just bang up this defense because CJ, man, he'll he'll lift Curtis Samuel, he'll lift Gabe Davis, yeah. he'll lift you know certain guys. I yeah, I don't, I, well, I don't, I don't know that I I can get with that. Yeah, that, that you, you, look, I mean, you you've got to just either way you slice it, you've got to keep adding pieces, and and the pieces that the Texans are missing right now are a dynamic running back that you can turn around and hand. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Football, too, and he makes the offensive line better. And a, a wide receiver or a tight end, a skilled guy, that when you get man-to-man or when, when the windows get tight in, in the uh, red zone inside the 10-yard line, you, you take all the read off your quarterback. You take all the pressure off your offensive line. You snap it, you throw the back shoulder. You snap it, you bang the slant. You snap it, you throw the fade. You, that, that one-on-one guy that, that has a big physical advantage. Those are the two pieces that the Texans can add right now that would enhance their, their offensive unit. Right, I mean, they they've got the, the guys they have. It's not it's not 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 believing in those guys or disrespecting those guys. It's just it's not enough. It's just not enough. I mean, it's enough right now to win ten games. He doesn't like right now. He does not have one established guy that you know is a difference maker. 
I'll agree with Without that. Without a shadow of a doubt. I'll agree with that. Like I said, like I said, Tank and Nico might. Nico really looked the part at times last year, but straight up established that. that you know, the, the thing with Nico, real quick, the thing with Nico, and 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 here's the deal: is I could see Nico, like taking a huge step this year by all of a sudden becoming what Lovey Smith tried to sell us he was. And what his body and his measurables tell us he is, that 6'4", 220, that 50-50 ball guy that, that is comfortable in contact and can catch the back. So, like, if he does that, he, he all of a sudden, he, he no doubt, no doubt is, a, is a one in this league, right? Or defenses start keying on you a little bit more, and you, you quit getting the free releases, and you start catching the best corners, and you start catching a linebacker that's expanded, so that slant you're catching backside's not not quite as open. Like the and, Ravens did you right, and, and all of a sudden it's like, oh whoa, he, he's human. Like let's so I, I could see him going either way, but we got to see. A, it's right now it's not enough. We've got to see which direction he goes. Yeah, yeah. All right, coming up, Joe Espada. He's a. Uh, He's laying down the law on something that he wants to see change with the Astros coming up this season. We'll let you hear it and give us our give you our thoughts on that coming up next. Sports Radio 610 presents The Drive with Sterner and Hughley. Real quick on what we were discussing there about uh, the, the thought that, hey, man, you could, you could kind of really – you could go a little, uh, a little cheap or, or not – not as aggressive on the offensive side of the ball because C.J. Stroud, there's a confidence that he can really make a lot of players work and lift up a lot of players. And I, for me, I said I think that's we're, – we're way too early in on the process to think that – for me to see that as, as the case right now. I, I think he needs dudes, at least a dude. And one, it, it, this is what you do. Like when you have a a quarterback on a rookie deal that you really feel confident in, and you're in a spot where you come out the first year of the rookie deal and you win the division, win ten games, win a playoff game, and are one step away from a place your organization's never been, and that is the AFC Championship game. At that point, this is when you get really aggressive and try to pull off what Seattle did with Russell Wilson on his rookie deal, what the Chiefs did with Patrick Mahomes on his rookie deal. You get aggressive and try to and try to give help because this may be the best team that you're able to put around that quarterback. That's one. And the other, Clint, when you start thinking about the other teams that the Texans are going to be competing with and who you want them to try to beat and be on the level with, hell, they're bringing proven guys to the party. At least one. We talked about the Chiefs. They've at least got Kelsey, who is a proven dude, you talk about Joe Burrow. All right, they're going to overtake. Well, they're bringing Jamar Chase and, and and potentially T. Higgins to the party as well. And you look at the Bills, and they're bringing C right now, but as of now, potentially Stephon Diggs and Cook, who was a Pro Bowl running back, and Kincaid, who they really liked that came on in the end of the season last year. Not as proven, but they're bringing guys to the table. We saw with the Ravens what they were able to do with guys like Zay Flowers and Mark Andrews, who they have in their running game. They're bringing a lot to the table. You got to, you, I mean, CJ, you need CJ to have some people to be bringing to the table and some, and some guys that you really, really know are, are dudes that yeah. can go and be playmakers well, and difference makers. Just, so, just on that point of it, just leave no doubt, man. You know, I mean, it's 
there's always a fear. And look, I'm not I'm not knocking Nick Casario at all. Um, there clearly the the organization he came from, they won a lot of ball games doing this. But the 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 approach of doing more with less and 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 the the, the thought of of man, we're going to let most of these teams, we're going to go into games, and most of these teams are just going to beat themselves, and and we're we're not going to beat ourselves, so we're going to end up winning on the scoreboard kind of deal. And then when we get to the playoffs, and everybody is the the cream rises to the top, if you will, um, then then you know we'll we'll go win some ball games and we'll win some championships. Like I, I just, man, I mean, Brady was perfect for that, and they got it done up there. That is just that is just a way of life for me that scares the hell out of me. But even they, the, had, the but getting, even they had Gronk. And even they had Randy for a couple of years. Like, yeah, yeah. Know, Corey uh, Dillon was really good at at, at 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 the point when they got him. So even they had some dudes. Well, yeah, no, yeah, no, I I agree, but it's but it's still just it's still they won because their quarterback was right more than anybody in history, and because they were so disciplined and they didn't beat themselves, and and that's just it worked for them, and it was very very powerful when it when it when it happened. But damn, that's just a, that is a. But as you're building something and 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 kind of trying to trying to find an identity of who you are in the league and and trying to develop young, like it's it's just it's hard to do that to climb that hill. To for me, it is. I mean, it's it's a lot easier if there's dudes available, kind of like where D'Amico comes from. You know, Trent Williams is available. What? Yeah, let's go get that one. Right? Christian McCaffrey's available. Yep. Let, let's go. Let's go get that one. You know that 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 to me that approach fits fits my eye a little better than than the the way in which Nick in New England went about went about winning games. Yeah, yeah, I just yeah, you gotta you gotta have something, you gotta give him something to bring to the party, and this is the time to do it. <laughs> like, yeah, this is the time to do. It. I'm not saying this de- like as someone texted him, but they've got to solidify uh, and fix the front seven period. I'm not saying that. That you don't have to go there and and do it and and fix things on the defensive side of the ball, but it can't be a hey, boy. We can load up on defense. We have the we have the ability to just load up on defense because CJ's got it over there. That that that's hell. Yes, get get something in the front seven, but you I mean you got to get something over there yeah. too though. Well, it's got to be complimentary, and, and, and when it's all said and done, it's you know you look at. You look at how Baltimore skull drugged the Texans, and and sure, it ended up looking bad on on the defense because they were just able to tell everybody in the world we're fixed to turn around and run this thing this last, this fourth quarter, and you, we'll make you like it. Um, but the offense gave them no help, and so you can look at it from a defensive perspective, you can look at it from an offensive perspective. At the end of the day, they, they got to play complimentary football, and and you can't always dictate. Well, I, I want to load up on defense because those guys aren't always going to be there. And so, what if you look up and the guys that are available when you have the money are the Saquon Barkley's and the Evans, and you got to go load up on offense, and you got to be one of the more higher scoring offenses. You got to be what Kansas City was two years ago, scoring thirty points a game and go win a win a championship, versus what they look like this year when the scoring fell off. They actually scored fewer points per game than the Texans, right? But they won with defense, and they won with a little bit more of a running game and timely, more calculated approach by by Pat Mahomes. You can't all. I guess that's where I'm going. Like you can't always dictate how you want to win football games. Like you've got to be able to turn it on and turn it off. You got to be able to manage the game. You got to be able to go. Okay, we're in a dogfight. Let's shoot this thing out. 
Or, hey, man, we're not running the ball well today. Okay, CJ, Nico, Tank, hey, man, we got we got to create some separation. We got to take some shots. Like, you, you, you got to be able to do that. And a couple more guys offensively would allow them to do that. Yeah. Yeah. All right, um, as we continue rolling through, uh, Clint, Joe Espada, as uh, this season gets going. Joe, Joe. They're going to start their uh, their quest in spring training tomorrow. They, uh, they play a real game starting tomorrow. This is something he said he wants to see. A change from his team. I love it, but then it brings up an immediate question that I believe Tyler's going to lose his mind about. Here's Joe Espato on something he wants to see changed and improved by his team coming up this season. It's taking it to the to the other teams, like being aggressive, like knowing yeah. knowing the knowing the, the the weaknesses of the other defense, like you know who has a strong arm, trying to take an extra base. There's opportunities for us to take extra bases. But sometimes we choose not to because of who's on deck, right? And, we, you know, our guys are smart about when is the right time to do it. But I think there's there's opportunities out there. And I want us to take take some risk, calculated risk. I think it's important for us to, to take uh, and put our guys in a position to get some easy RBIs, you know. It's easier, you know, our guys rather hit with a man on third base with one out than man on second base with one out. So there's opportunities for us to do that. So we're going we're gonna to push our guys to, to do those things in spring training. I love that, man. Be aggressive on Come the base on, pass. Try to create chaos. Create, uh, make defenses make um, perfect plays, perfect throws. Put pressure on defense. And as he said, get easier RBI opportunities with this lineup. I lo- I love the thought of them being more aggressive on uh, on the bases. Yeah, Ron, I, I'm, I'm with you, man. I I love what what this and this is not a knock on Dusty, but like Dusty just handled the media differently, right? I mean, he just wasn't as transparent. Uh, as as Joe Espada appears to be, um, which I understand both. I, I love the fact. I, I love the Joe Espada that we're getting, Ron, of, of being of being a little bit more transparent with what the hell's going on and kind of what he's telling his guys and what he wants his guys to do. Um, and I love the message right there. Um, we, you and I've talked about this a million times. I mean, when as he's talking right there, Ron, you know what I'm thinking about: regular season, extra inning rule, extra inning approach. You know, are are you are you are you gonna move the guy from second to third, and you going you gonna hit with one out, or are we just gonna take our chances because a single scores a guy from second anyway? Like what what that, that approach? Like I love, I love the small ball aggressive approach. Now I'm not saying this lineup is one that turns into it. Obviously, you don't you don't do that, but I I love the thought of being being aggressive, not reckless, being aggressive on the base pass. I love the thought of running, you know, moving runners from second to third. Uh, I know second is is obviously you can score from there, but thirds is a lot a lot sexier to me. I, I love the thought of Joe Espada being transparent, letting us know that hey, I'm 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 asking these guys to do some things a little bit differently this year, and here's what they are. Yeah, I, I love it. The, the the one thing though, I I do wonder about is. I wonder. I wonder how Jose Altuve takes that. Hell, mm-hmm. hell yeah! Did coach. you think about well, that? You know what? You know what, Coach? You're right. Well, I, you know what? I have been. I have been a little lax no. on this. No, I need to be more aggressive no. out here. Well, you're Ron, right, Joe. No. Hang on, hang on, Ron. Hey, Tyler. Hey, Tyler. Hang on now. Hang on. <laughs> hey, hey, Tyler. What's Altuve thinking. I'm gonna have a stroke. Let in me here. get. Let me get you good and turned on. 
Let, let me let me get you good and turned on. Oh, uh, old, my old football at four usually likes to stay with the old pigskin. Four panels, eight laces. We got a little squirrely lately. We like to talk about Amber Rose and him every now and then. I know. Uh, we get distracted. I've told I've told everybody out there how Amber can distract folks. And mm-hmm. I, distract I was just, just looking at her during the break. But I I, I think I think I should uh, I, I think I got a little something that's gonna turn turn get Tyler good and turned on. I, I, I think I, I think I think I think this is gonna get you good and turned on. <laughs> um and so. Turning Tyler on next, mm. and first and third Altuve. There's Gotta a stop. There, there's a no, bold. Keep your tiny ass on the base. There's a bold move that's been suggested by the Texans. I, I want to see if uh, if this one if this one turns y'all on a little bit too. See see what that does. Swing. We'll see. We'll we'll see. I I don't know. It's it's awfully bold, but uh, it, it it the numbers the numbers uh, add up, and boy, it, it would it would be a fun watch. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.